Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, David Cross wants to take a few hits, get your sleep on with some spray, and Reddit finds some shitty Kickstarter projects. You heard me right. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the KickCast, the podcast where we go out and find projects, and we let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data. Fresh from CES, and it's kind of sad because it's over the internet now, but it is the great, the venerable, already filling new minds and encouraging the future of you know journalism and filmmaking, the one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing, Drew? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. And yes, I'm back at it. I'm in the week and a half of molding young minds and giving life advice and changing things across the board. People, people love to see that. How, how far behind are you on your grading already? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm already behind on grading. Thank you. On I, had, I had one of my classes turn in 10-page scripts, so I have 30 10-page scripts. So. What? That, that was probably the one Rachel was like, no thanks to Drew. Yeah, that's the one. That's but the I, one. I, I told her, just do it on Destiny. And <laughs> You know what's funny, though, is I asked him to do this, and then I brought in a guest speaker, Scott Weiser, who was on our show. Remember yeah. when he talked about I, storytelling? I saw that picture. I'm like, hey, I know him. He gave this awesome lecture, and it was fantastic, and I just smiled in the back because the whole time he was like, you shouldn't start by writing right into your script. you got to start with a log line and create, you know, create this armature and structure. So he went through some of this like brainstorming that happens before you even write script, and I just had smirked in the back because I knew that the reason why I had asked for my you know, 10 pages was more of a uh, conditioning mechanism to uh. say, you are going to do crap in this class, and you're going to do a lot of it. So <laughs> I kind of was like, great, now scrap everything you guys just turned into me, scrap it. Start over with this. So it's kind of funny. Oh, man. I want to take one of your classes. I really This do. one's going to be, if, this one's good. If, I'm if I had so t- stoked. You know, if I had time, I'd so do it. This is, this is a good and, one. And then, uh, you know me, I'd like twist it and like somehow make parallels in there and see if you would even notice in my script. <laughs> you would. <laughs> anyway, back to the yep. topic at hand. Yep. Life is good. Yes. And I hope everybody enjoyed our special CES episode. There's so much goodness. We had to double the length of the episode. It was, it was a hefty one. <laughs> it was good. I, and I, and I caught, um, so many, like there's so many people. So you could almost pick and choose which sec- segments you watch, but we had some deep like info in there. It was good. Yeah. Very I mean, good. We, we had some great advice for people who are looking to look for, pro- um, starting their own projects we also have some projects who some of them have not even launched yet that yeah. we talked to yeah. in there. so i'm waiting for them to email me back saying they've launched actually and then others who are kind of midstream on there the one thing that i actually wish i asked some of these guys were when, when do you think's a good time to launch on there because oh, like, like time of year time of or yeah week. i mean like do you do it around a trade show like that where we'd be wandering around on there or if they would rather do it later, you know, or are they going to plan mm. for like a holiday or something to make sure they can deliver before that holiday if that's a good push? Interesting. And what, yeah, what did you get back on that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, so like, I, that, that's the one regret I wish I had asked anybody. So if you're a project creator out there, and yes, let us know. You know, I'd, I'd love to know some of this feedback because that is, you know, some, some of the cool information. All right. So, um, Drew, CES, of course, starts at the beginning of the year. First, does. you know, first week of January on there. Um, and during that week, uh, the New York Times actually came out with this article called Keeping Up with Kickstarter. And kind of what it did was it took the numbers from Kickstarter in 2014 and kind of hashed it all out. Oh, like and, told you what projects did and how, how they did and how they did well. Yeah, or not. And, and to kind of give you some great information on there. And they also interviewed um, Yancey Strickler, um, the CEO of Kickstarter. Oh, on uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. And, um, yes. 
he he actually put some really good information out there. Um, one of them is that not all categories actually perform well. You know that it's, it's obviously well known. But what category do you think doesn't perform as well? Mm, like as in uh, perform as in like actually hit its goals. I'm gonna say. Well, I'm gonna say. T- Tech or fashion? I don't know. So you're actually pretty close on there. So in, in this article, he says, although that the technology, the you know, things that are commoditized, things that you can actually get in your hands later on, tend to um, raise the most money, mm-hmm, but their mm-hmm. success rates are actually the lowest. On there. Uh, so they get the most money, but a lot of them don't deliver or they deliver late on there. Um, that makes sense. And what's even more interesting is that projects that are closer to the fine arts, so your theater, your dance, your music, mm-hmm, on there, mm-hmm. those actually are more successful, but they it's on a smaller scale, so they raise less money than uh, what you get. So I mean, I mean, so that's what if you think about but, it, that's how it works. But your percentage is is more likely to pull up what you you know get what you're thinking you're going to get. So okay. I, I mean, because we we and you see it all the time. Um, even um, our uh, we had Casey McKinnon, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Carly uh, McKinnon. Carly yeah. McKinnon. On yes, there. her album. I've been yeah. listening to some of the the uh, special tracks on the album, and it's so sweet. Oh, you already got an advanced copy. I, um, I, just... I got advanced listing oh. privileges. Oh, oh yeah. I, I see. How it's it is. awesome. Uh, I'm, it's I'm awesome. just in the dark. I'm like, I have to send you something. It's, <laughs> it's just good. It's really good. But yeah, you know, she was very successful. Although she only wanted um, what was it, fifteen. Hundred dollars. No, she was up to four thousand. Four thousand. Yeah. Yeah. On there, but it, you know, it's not asking for one hundred twenty-five thousand or a million dollars for any no. of these large projects. No, very small. But you know, that gives you a better chance. So if you're actually designing your project, think about that and say, okay, what realm am I in? And you know, do I shoot for the moon or do I do something a little bit more reasonable? And it seems that if you do something a little more reasonable, sometimes you'll even get a little bit more than what you planned for. That and I think that would be the nice thing to plan on and basically say I'm going to do this at a reasonable, you know, an actual achievable goal, and hope to to surpass it enough to kind of add a little bit of uh, you know pad to what we're doing. Yeah, um, and and so and what's really interesting about this is that sometimes people actually will tell you that <laughs> they'll put a lower goal just for that, even though they technically actually need the first stretch need, to be able right. <laughs> to do it. So. Which, which is, honestly, it's a little scary, because if that's your MO, and you just say, okay, you know, my project really is going to take 30000 to pull off, but I'm going to set this at fifteen or 20000 if you hit that, you're obligated to pull it off. And now what do you do about that big gap of money that didn't come in? So while that tactic may work for some, it could also cause you some big headaches because then you can't deliver. But I think that actually does go back to some of the advice we actually learned from CES when people are like, know where your first sales are going to come from. Yes. And then account for that. Yes, agreed. uh, Lots of nuggets. So if you didn't watch last week's episode because you're like, it's an hour long, I don't want to watch this, you should. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just just get put it on during a drive time and listen to us banter. I mean, the the audio version has still it's not as beautiful because that <laughs> that was beautiful by the way. Oh, dude! But was, so much information, yeah. so uh, much good info. So yeah, some great information. And then so, um, kind of actually going back, uh, Drew, you work in the journalism world, communications. You train people to go mm-hmm. out there and I've become, lived that life. Become writers, you know, write the stories that nope. they want to write and stuff. What is one of the biggest problems? with trying to find a career in that well and that's probably where i am happy as the instructor of digital media and not the instructor of multimedia journalism i love the digital media side because i know how to 
to encourage people to make money with that. I often will have students come in and they'll say, I really want to be a broadcaster. I want to be an anchor, a reporter, you know, on the TV side, but I don't know if I should, you know, go into this emphasis or your emphasis. And I always tell them, come to my side because I will give you skills and talents that will actually make you money. If you go to that side, you, you, you aim towards this one thing of journalism that just doesn't pay period <laughs> on there so we you know we like to find new crowdfunding project sites and we actually found a new one it's called beacon it's been a while since we've had a yeah. new one i mean we've had like porn crowdfunding we've had like clothes crowdfunding we've had uh different countries so this one is for journalism projects yeah so um it's both for writers and for people who are looking to fund projects and it works just like kickstarter on there where they'll list different projects and you can go and pick mm-hmm. which one you would want to fund or you can start your own I mean, let's see. Um, oh, here, here, here's, here's a great one. This, this layout looks very familiar, by yes, the way. Yes, very familiar. And this one's right here um, <laughs> that I, I, I think it's, how did you get that media job? That's the project. <laughs> yes, I'm going to write about how. To, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and they're looking for 7500 For a story or is this a series? And I can't read it from They here. will provide a web series that asks prominent, innovative uh, women and journalists of colors, the movers and shakers in the news media industry, about how they got to where they are in their careers. So this is, they're asking women and, and journalists of mm-hmm. colors yeah, how, they got, how they like, got there. Yeah, like this one is a $5. There's an answer for this. You guys, let me tell you this. This is straight from the book of Drew. It's a very shallow like world in that industry. So if you're a woman or a journalist of color, you have ten times more opportunity to get a job than a white middle class male. That's that's science. Sorry, I've been I, I I see it all the time. So that's how they got there. That's the answer. We had one of my stations that I worked at. Again, I was just a lowly editor, but I saw the worst reporters coming through solely because of like reverse affirmative action or whatever it is. Like it was like this guy should not be on the air. He should he doesn't know how to tell a story. He'd sign off every time with like, hey hey hey. Like, it was just like what <laughs> what are you doing? So. Uh, you know, good storytelling. I'm actually kind of happy that Beacon is is putting this out there as an opportunity for people to write stories and tell stories um, that that you almost kind of pay for in advance. You kind of back them and say, "I want to hear what you have to say. I want to yeah. hear what you." Have to say. I, li- I like that because honestly, you're not going to get that support, gratitude, or money from the journalism industry as it is. Yeah, and and looking through this, it seems to be kind of it, 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 so they kind of position it more like Kickstarter on there. But as you go through. There's monthly subscriptions, and you get access to the backlogs of the writings and stuff. To me, that actually seems a little bit more like Patreon. Oh, so I, it, yeah. So totally. it's almost Patreon and Kickstarter's clothes on there. Um, on And, like, this guy's published 121 stories already on net neutrality, hmm. and he's raised almost $70,000. So if you, back, if you back him, you get access to that back catalog? I, th- I think you do on there. That's really interesting. And, and so out of that $70,000, he makes about 1200 of it recurring. I do like how much it, I I like how it splits it out to say uh, how much yes. he's made total and how much he's actually yes. making recurring. That's actually that's, that's cool. really nice. That's really nice. So if you're you know if you're a great writer, I am a terrible writer. That's why I do video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is that's the key. The the reason why people either get into journalism or or pursue it further is because they're good at writing. That's the core talent skill that you have to have. It helps a lot in digital media, but if you've got flashy flashy skills and edit skills yeah you can you can make it in that world but writing is always going to be needed so if you're trying to figure out what to do with your life and journalism is interesting to you i'd find a mode like this to fund that that passion for writing and telling stories because i don't think you're going to find seventy thousand in 
any you know normal local industry job. Just yeah, saying. On there, so that's one man opinion. That's one man's opinion. It's okay. Yeah. yeah so go check out Beacon. I, I think it's really cool. Um, that's a cool I'm, idea. It, the problem with us finding all these freaking platforms is means I spend more money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on there. True. On there. Okay. So. One thing about the kick cast is we usually have our rating system backtrack or sack, and you may have noticed we do not do a lot of sacks. We don't. We don't. And I think it's because we're kind hearted. Deep inside, we're like, you know what? They're trying, or we pick the good projects that we actually want to go somewhere. So you're right. There's not yeah. a whole lot of sacking well, going on. Yeah, because the, the problem is, in my opinion, we find so many good projects. We're like, I don't want to waste one of the three spots for a bad project. I want to <laughs> put in one of these good projects. I was going to say, maybe we should just do a show. If we did a show with straight sacks, we could just bag on a couple of projects and be done in like 10 minutes. Uh, oh, this one sucks. Uh, that, that should be our uh, April Fool's episode. There you go. I love it. <laughs> We're going to do the reverse of it. It's the sack only episode. The sack. If you guys want to find a lot of sacks, um, you can check out on Reddit because Reddit has a subreddit for everything. Do you Reddit, yes. Drew? I don't as much as I know. Our, friend, I'm afraid of friend, what I'd find. Friend of the show, Jeff Hawks. Oh, yeah. Loves oh, yeah. Reddit. He, he lives on Reddit. I think it's funny because it used to literally be six guys. It, you know, putting together the site. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to take down Dig. Um, it's working. <laughs> so they have a red, they have a um, subreddit. And if you guys are listening with your kids, I apologize, but this is the name of the subreddit. You may want to skip 10 seconds ahead. The Reddit is called shitty Kickstarters with an, with an S on there. Um, and <laughs> what it, <laughs> what the Reddit shows is shows really, really bad Kickstarters on there and um oh they are hilarious like if you if you show you're showing us right now but basically they link back to these horribly put together projects that either aren't thought out or uh, not even like they just have no purpose yeah like this one for a hundred dollar pledge you get a ten dollar kick uh, a starbucks card <laughs> brilliant brilliant on that uh, I, I like the one that's at, at the top right now because i actually found it before i found this subreddit and oh really some guy who wants two thousand dollars on there and he says i want two thousand dollars so i can go on 13 dates because that is there's a mathematical formula saying that you'll find your true love in like 13. in after you date 13 different people <laughs> oh, on there. and uh, like his, his budget for a nice date is like 100 pounds which is like 200 bucks wow <laughs> wow what, I'm, uh, like, I'm like i, I think you probably find love pretty quickly if you're dropping 200 bucks on a yeah, date I, I know and i'm going like I may not go on out on that many hookers. dates, but I don't remember spending two hundred dollars on them before. Wow! No, there are some really good ones in here. So I was looking at these, and, and what I love is that when the the redditors post these, <laughs> they make like their own little picks. For instance, I like beer, so pay me to make it, but I have no idea how. Right? That's, <laughs> I back that. What's another one? I'm super serial, you guys. Pay me twenty five thousand to back up your brain. Uh, these are fantastic. The world's first phone to phone charger. Don't carry a backup or borrow your friend's phone. Just run down your friend's phone battery. Eleven dollars <laughs> and shipping isn't free if you're not in India. <laughs> wow, this these are so good. And and I ran across one actually in my pool of <clears throat> friends and family. And I was looking back through their like past uh, things that they had put up there, and it sh- their project that they had linked to. I just kind of. You know, facepalm and just went, oh, I wish they would have come to me and said, hey, would you vet this real quick and tell me what you think? The plan was basically, and it was like this sad, like, pity play on purpose. Like, I need money for my kid's Christmas, so I'm going to pull out my face, my facial hair with tweezers one by one like, and videotape it because <laughs> everybody on the internet loves pain, and so I'm going to do this. Uh, 
and it came up with like I think fifteen dollars out of whatever two thousand or what. And I was just like, I I think we probably could have run with that if you could have come to me first. I could have gotten you through. Yeah, we we could have got you the money. We could have gotten something so much more exciting than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. L- let me guess. Really- like one of his tears was he gonna send one of the facial hairs he pulled out with tweezers? No, no. The actually, that was, I could have I could have run. <laughs> no, it was like I'll, I'll go clear up to my whole head if I have to. Like it was it was it was pure like desperation and i get it as a father i get it i i would pull out my full facial hair but it's just again the, that's facial hair shut up <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's hard to see but no i guess shitty kickstarters man these guys have they found the gold but there's just so many that people don't think about it right they don't how many of these did you see because we punched through a bunch of these how many of them did you see that actually had more than like 20 bucks uh, already not a lot of them. Not a lot. i mean i've seen some of these were canceled and yeah you know, yeah like the ones that, the ones that wanted to remake uh super mario 64 <laughs> yeah like they want to remake it as if that was okay no 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 you you can't do that <laughs> there's there's something called copyright that you have to uh sorry we did we guess we could um, we could go on about these all right. night but you're right i think we should definitely make our picks for yeah. the first kickstarter so if you guys sometimes want to laugh um, yes, it's a good life. Yeah, I mean, if you go there, you probably won't spend money. But when you listen to this show, there's it tends to skew on the other side that you're going to end up packing something. It's like, you know what we could probably do? We could do our three projects and then at the end throw in like what we call a kicker in the news business Ooh. and be like, hey, here's our shitty Kickstarter of the week. <laughs> oh, we we got to do that. All right, so. Here's the, here's the sack of the week. And yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, we, we, we got to do that. All right, so. For our first project of the night. Um, oh, we get to projects now. Sorry. Yeah. So this is actually something that I think you probably do more than me. Well, okay. Both of us actually travel fairly often yeah, on there. Yeah. You know, we just got back from CES and stuff. And what's one of the problems is either having enough clothes by the end of it or, you know, overpacking. So you're like right. totally overload your suitcase. Like I had four shirts of the exact same thing packed because I was working a booth. So I had to have four of the exact same thing packed when I could have used... Our first project. Yeah. Um, and our first project is actually called the Dolphy. And what it is, is it's actually a... Um, Personal vibrator. <laughs> sort of. On there. Except it does <laughs> on ultrasonic frequency, so you wouldn't feel anything. Oh, right, there. right. And what it's used for is it's actually a washing device. This there. is really strange, honestly, because yeah. it looks so cool, so sleek, but it is for ultrasonic Washing, making yeah. a washing machine in your sink or something. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Essentially, what you do is you you put you put your clothes into a container like a sink or a bucket. You add the detergent and then you put in this Dolphy right here and you turn it on and the blue light will turn on and that's showing you that the ultra um the ultrasonic waves are actually going through and what those waves do is since they're going at a very fast speed they're kind of you know you don't see it in person and you can't hear it but essentially they're just like ramming into the clothes and just. Yeah, jettisoning the dirt out with you know the dirt they're, is going to cover it and pull it out. Animation, their animation on this was brilliant. It was uh, like ultrasonics. I've you know I know what it is, right? But the way that they explain the 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 uh, how the ultrasonic creates these little tiny microscopic little bubbles that not only like go outward, but they kind of implode on themselves and thus make little mini jet streams of water to push things out of the fabric fibers. Uh, it was actually very convincing. Yeah, and so the process takes about 30 to 40 minutes on there. And keep in mind that this is not, it doesn't do your rinsing and it doesn't do your drying. That's something you got to do after this, but it just does the washing portion of it. But yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's the hard part, you know. You, especially if you have delicate clothes and stuff, you know, you don't want to be 
trying to rub them against each other and get a you know get a stain out and stuff because that's how you ruin your clothes. Right, right, and so this would be ideal because often, often when I when I wash delicates around my house, and, and granted, with three little girls, eventually I'll get more. But for right now, only a handful. But it's small loads, right? It's just yeah. small loads, and so to be able to run a quick small load, even here at the house when I'm not traveling, I think this would be a really cool way to do it, and it it's it just seems so delicate. Yeah, and I, I love it. And one of the benefits, though, is I, I love this because you know sometimes. You might have this problem too. Is your kids go to bed at ten, which means you can't do the laundry after that. Yes. They're just going to keep them up, right? Yep. Since yep. this is, you know, doesn't make any sound, you you can run it at night, and the house will be silent. And it's perfect for me because you know I there's not enough time in the day, Drew, to do everything. So. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Absolutely true. This is fantastic. I mean, the project goes above and beyond. Besides just the dolphin, they have a stay fresh set that kind of adds in this traveling packet that. Acts as a hanger and a dryer for things. I mean, they yeah, it gives you the hooks and everything. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I I I love this idea. For me, it's a back, um, especially if you travel a lot. I mean, um, and and I'm not cool like Drew that has four of the exact same shirts. So <laughs> I, you know, my favorite lucky shirt um, goes out, and I'm like, I'm out of luck. Done there, but Done. I can I just can just throw this in. This is, I mean, it's probably the size of my palm. At most, so it's you know battery pack charger, which I carry like three of them anyways when I go to a convention. So stick that into my suitcase, and you know you're good to go. This is there. so. What about you, Drew? Is this a back? it's definitely a back? I think I think this to me is like a great like te- technological advance to say you know what we can do ultrasonic washing and we can do it really small. Here's the core component that you need to make that happen. I hope to see this um, happening way way more often. I it's it's, it's brilliant, smart. I'm excited for it. Uh, I, well priced as well. I mean, for what it does, it's like a, a washing machine for. I mean, the early bird is like eighty nine dollars. Um, I'm excited to see them go. They still got like another what thirty days left, mm-hmm. so a whole another month, uh, and they're already a quarter of the way there. So I'm excited to see this one grow. Yes. Definitely a back for me. So, so it's a good chance. Um, and then, so you know, speaking of using ultrasonic waves to kind of hit dirt. How about you introduce what our second project is? Hitting. I'm going to do all the hitting. So for a second project, um, this one's interesting to me because it's a film, but not a film. Hits is a film by David Cross. It's called Hits. It was something that he put together. David Cross, by the way, has been in many a different show, right? You may know him from things like Arrested Development. He's the Never Nude. Um, what else do you, do you say? Uh, I think it was on Just Shoot Me or one of those early 90s uh, sitcoms. <laughs> possibly. I, I know he does something called Mr. Show now. Um, he was on Archer. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So he's, he, we know this guy. He's yeah. just a normal, average Joe that's somewhat famous. Well, he wrote this funny independent film called Hits, but here's what he's doing with Kickstarter, and this is what entertains me, is that he's looking to change the distribution model with Kickstarter. So he makes an indie film, and usually within the indie film, you go and you try and get into festivals, and then at the festivals, you hope to get a little bit more distribution. So if somebody likes it, they pick it up and can get it to you know, Netflix, cable outlets, TV state, you know, other ways. And so what he found was that he got this show into uh, Sundance, met up with some offers from distributors, and they had plans for this film. But to him and his crew, they were a little lackluster, his words, lackluster. So they decided to release it themselves in kind of an unusual way. It's almost an experiment. They're launching it nationally to theaters and on BitTorrent as a pay-what-you-want type of model. So they're using this Kickstarter to basically say, how much would you pay to see the film? 
So you get a downloadable um, stencil. You can get uh, tickets to the show. You can get the the BitTorrent. But their plan for this hundred thousand dollar project here is basically that they're going to hit, try to hit twenty theaters, rent out the theater, and you show up and watch this watch the show there. So it's a new way of distributing things. Does that does that make sense? So it's not the show's done. It's already been like out there, but instead of paying full price on iTunes. You can back this project and try a different method of backing things. So here's, here's a little blurb from what he wrote on this page down the middle. He says, we want you to decide how much tickets cost and you pay the artists directly, not the distributors or the studios. This is kind of an experiment, first of its kind, to see if we can make it more sustainable for both the fans and the filmmakers. So in order to do this in theaters as widely as possible, we need their help to raise 100 k we're distributing ourselves, our costs associated with making all that happen, the theater rental fees and marketing and publicity, but we want to get this far and we need your help. So to me, this is a brilliant use of crowdfunding and kind of a way to separate the machine that pumps out Hollywood crap after Hollywood crap from the independent who needs the money, needs the distribution channel that Hollywood has. This is kind of a way to circumvent that. So I'm, 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 I guess I'm really just intrigued that this is a fantastic new experiment to see how they can distribute the film. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love the idea of this. And not only because, um, I mean, how, how old is this model of you make a movie, you sell it to the movie theaters, the movie theaters show it in there, they can't show it anywhere else, you know, mm-hmm. for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Then you sell it to the cable companies, then you can't, you know, the airlines and stuff, you can't show it anywhere else on there and then finally it gets to dvd blu-ray or whatever then that's finally you get it on there um and it's only recently that that's been sped up right now it's like (laughs) six weeks to get through that but you're right that's the that's kind of a i don't say a broken model but it it It, leaves the guy who made the content in the dust yeah he gets like 10 percent or less yeah and I, i could see it back in the day when the technology wasn't there the technology is now where we can get it instant and I know people who want to go to the movie theaters to see these shows, but unfortunately, they have a family. And mm-hmm. I mean, how much does it cost you to take your family to the movie theater? I'm guessing probably around a hundred bucks, even if you leave them at home and you go on date night because you have to pay for the babysitter and everything else too, <laughs> it right? Does. It know? does. It's 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 up there. I think to see even a matinee, it's like thirty five bucks for my family. Yeah. It's so like- that means that so that means you probably don't go see a lot of movies, right? Nope. On there. So, but would you be willing to pay twenty bucks to watch a movie? You know, the kids are going to bed. You just throw it on the Roku or the Apple TV. You know what? You know, just watch it. You and your wife. If I and, if I own it, yeah, yeah, I'd pay twenty to own it for sure. For for a rental, you know, I'm a lot cheaper. But yes, especially yeah. if I especially if I know a majority of that money is going to the person who made the art, right? Mm-hmm. Who actually did it? That's big for me. Yeah. Then then you'd actually be able to do the water cooler talk where everybody's like, "Oh, have you seen this movie?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, I just watched it last night with my wife." You know, it it because it, it, I've been left out before. People are like, "Oh, you got to go watch this movie." Like, "Oh, I haven't had time," or <laughs> right, you can't know. make it there. <laughs> on there so i i love this idea i mean that's why i actually liked the interview when it came out the movie itself's not that great it's a stoner movie what did you guys really expect um but i love that they actually released it day and day of the movie theater release on there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. guess what made more money <laughs> the, not the movie theater and um, which one made more money for the guys that made it yeah probably the digital um, um and then i love how this goes straight to you know, uh, David Cross and the creator guys, because people don't realize this. You go listen to a, a song on the radio and stuff. You're like, oh, you know, they're probably rolling in the dollar dollar bills right there. But then you realize it's the recording company that takes most of the profits yep. and they get yep. like pennies. 
So true. On so, true. so this is why I, I, you know, it's partially why I like Kickstarter in the first place is because you're bypassing these middlemen or these big guys who, you know, always skim something off the top and, and you're helping the person who actually wants to, you know, create something and make it. So uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of this on there. Um, and I think I'm going to back this on there because he has a really good cast and stuff. And I'd be interested how much it cost him to actually film the entire thing too oh yeah i bet he's got some back and stuff this is one thing that if you're planning on doing a movie or a short film and stuff make sure you calculate your distribution costs too yeah that seems to be something that people forget and if you want to equate that to a commodity that you're making how much are you going to spend on logistics and shipping Uh, yeah this is the this is the movie version of shipping on there yes the distribution costs on there that's true hundred thousand dollars i mean that's a lot. This is, yep, yep. Uh, hopefully it gets them into the cities they want to get into. I, I, I've been doing this with chasing budgets for a documentary that I'm going to be working on, which you should see soon on Kickstarter, and an independent film, which is about $3 million more than the documentary. <laughs> but this same, this same thing has come up. Where does it go when it's done, and who do we hand it off to, or do we? So this is, this is great. Yeah. This is good. On there. So um, for me, it's back. It's back, back as well. Yep. On there. Yep. All right. So... Um, our next project and final project of the night is, you know, you go out, watch a great movie by David Cross. You're all pumped and excited, yes. but it's like midnight now. And you're like, crap, I got to wake up tomorrow to go teach a class at six in the morning because <laughs> who schedules a class who at six in the morning? Not me. <laughs> on there. Um, but you can't go to sleep because you're all pumped and like, oh, that was so good. So what do you do, Drew? Do you just, you know, stay up and I then- play vi- I play uh, video games. That's what know, I do. You, you show up to class and you're just all groggy and stuff. Yep. Or- Maybe you can't sleep because, you know, your roommate is a loud snorer on there or you, you sleep next to the airport. So all night you're just on there, um, on there. So <laughs> these, these life problems, these are hard. Yeah. These, well, I mean, sleeping's important. You know, it helps regenerate. You get your energy back on there. Um, good sleep, right? Yeah. Not just being yeah. laying in bed, but good yeah, sleep. Good sleep. Good deep sleep on there. And, you know, people have tried things. Um, one of the more common things is people try to take Benadryls or, you know, pills to mm-hmm. get them to sleep. Mm-hmm. And um, the problem with that is sometimes you're just hitting yourself with hard chemicals and stuff. So our next project right here, it tries to be able to be a good sleep aid but and keeps you from actually taking pills on there. It's like a responsible sleep aid. Yeah. Sleep responsibly. Yeah. And what you do is you spray it on your skin on there. So sprayable sleep. And, like, and must I say, when I put up our third project vote – this was unanimously unanimous. People like the English sprayable sleep. Yeah, everybody loves sprayable sleep on there, and like, yeah, this got the most votes. So you guys actually picked. So if you, you know, keep an eye on our social media networks on the nights we record because that's when you get a chance to vote for projects. Yeah. On yeah. Here. Um, and so this is actually a topical melatonin spray, and people are going like, "Wait, wait, melatonin's not new. People have been taking it for years and stuff." Yeah. So the problem with melatonin yeah. pills that you take is. You have to digest it through your body, and your body doesn't absorb melatonin that well mm-hmm. on there. Um, what happens is that you, there's a um, effect called the what is it called? Um, the I can't sleep. The first pass effect on there. Oh, uh-huh. On there, and what happens is that you're you know it only absorbs so much. So some people they'll take melatonin. And they're like, I don't feel anything. It's because of that first pass effect. On there. And a lot of these pills, the way they try to get around that first pass effect is by upping the ante on how much melatonin. How so, much is actually there. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just hoping that it would, you know, it's just going to be, you know, overwhelming and avoid it more. Really, you only need about um, 
a third, like 0.03 milligrams of active melatonin to help you fall asleep. Well, really, because most of even even for the kids, because they have these little tools for kids to kind of help them sleep and wind down from the day or whatever. Uh, it's for the crazy kids, I'm sure. But even those, I think, come at in three milligram pills or or even one milligram. So you only need like a tenth of that to yeah, be on their end. Ah. Yeah, and it's because your liver really just it's so good at what it does; it just filters out the stuff that you don't need. They, yeah, right? <laughs> on there. Um, on there. So this spray, how it works is you spray it on your neck about an hour before you want to go to bed. And depending on how, how long you want to sleep, you, you can do two or three sprays on there. Um, and then, you know, it will absorb into gr- your bloodstream gradually through the night. So that will keep you asleep properly because melatonin is actually a chemical that kind of tells your body, hey, you should be sleeping right now. Right, right. Um, and, and it's um, trying to think like it's, what is it? There's... It, you know, your body produces it, and, and at nighttime, basically, when lighting changes, then your body starts to say, okay, I'm going to produce more melatonin and bring on the sleep. So if you ever go camping like without artificial lights for a long time, you can get much more in sync with the sunrise and sunset than if you um, are living you know, the city life and pulling out your device. And if, you, if I stare at my phone for hours before bed or even minutes before bed while I'm laying in bed, I have a way harder time sleeping because it's inhibiting my body from making melatonin. So, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I like this one bottle lasts you a month if you use it like every night because you have 30 uses per bottle. So, that's good. that's yeah, a good stretch, yeah. On there. Um, I love how some of the other things that they're including is a sleep mask. So, you, you know, you were talking about camping on there. You can put the sleep mask on so it's pitch black around you. Um, right, right. On there. And they also have a blue light blocking thing because blue light tends to keep you more awake too um, on there. So what it does is kind of filters that out so you're at a lower temperature i mean i've i used to have a program on my laptop that would actually change the color temperature of my screen yes depending on the daylight on there to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know help me adjust a little bit better on there so that does work on there um I, I i love it and the nice thing about this is this is not their first kickstarter their first kickstarter i don't even remember it may have been on the kickcast i should have looked way 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 to be a good tv host by not checking these out right <laughs> should, should we google there, this um their, 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 first, their first item they actually did was sprayable energy. So the opposite of sprayable sleep on there, and it essentially was caffeine on there. Um, and yeah, I don't, I, I, I guess we didn't do it, but I, I, I clearly remember seeing it about a year ago. So that actually sold fairly well. Now they're coming back and then tackling the other pro- um, problem is some people have problems staying awake, me. Um, mm-hmm. and other people have problems falling to sleep on there. So this is their solution for that. And, um, that's why I like it. And to me, this project is a track just because I know that human body chemistry, everybody's not built the same way. Um, so, you know, this may not work for you on there, but my, why not give it a try? What do you really have to lose? That's where I'm at on this. I think, but, but, but for me, I think that, um, I'm all about, you know, like, like trying to figure out my body. Honestly, I'm trying to figure out like, what, what does caffeine do to me? What, what are my drink choices? Soft oh, drinks we, and what we know doing? what caffeine does to yeah, you. Mr. See, see, you Mr. Know, so. I take a diet, uh, Diet Dr. Pepper and I'm awake all night. And I'm like, yep, that's it. So here's for me, it's a back for me because I think that $15 to try it out for a month, like a month pack. That to me is like, oh, and I, and I probably wouldn't take it every night, but I would know what nights I need to get to sleep at a good time. And I could, I think I'd feel better about spraying than I would about taking, taking a pill because I feared that I'd be too sleepy. They make this sound like you're, you're you know, spraying it on an hour before you, you rest. 
is more more helpful because it's a more natural way. So for me, it's worth fifteen bucks to find out if this does work for my body. So for me, it's it's a bag. Yeah, I love it. They have forty days left, and they are already double their goal. Yes. So, I mean, these guys knew where their sales were coming before they launched. Yeah, um, on there. So make sure you guys go check that out. And unfortunately, Drew, um, oh, what? I bet you another thing: sprayable sleep probably better at making you fall asleep than watching us on this show. Because we're loud and obnoxious all yeah. the time. If you if you fall asleep <laughs> listening to us, you're probably doing it wrong. Just saying. <laughs> On there. Um, but that is actually all the projects we have for the night. If you guys have any projects, a uh, quick shout out to the iTagger guys in Russia. On there, they sent us a project on there, um, but we just didn't have time to cover it. Nope. If you're looking for a laser tag system, go look for iTagger on Kickstarter. Spelled I T A G E R. So it's like iTagger in English, but yep. iTagger is what they're going for. Um, Along with that, here's our craptastic Kickstarter of the night. <laughs> There's one out there called a uh, $7. It's a flip band. These guys actually funded like four times over. But it's, it's a way to stick to any goal, tech-free. It's basically a rubber band you put around your wrist and snap yourself, I think, if you, oh, you want to get I, past I, I, I really rather have the Pavlov where it shocks me. Yeah, yeah that's kind of <laughs> where it is. And that, my friends, is what you what you can find on on the Reddit side of the world. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, if you guys have projects you want to pimp or you know have us take a look at, send us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kt or facebook.com slash kickcast. Almost said the wrong show. Um, <laughs> on Twitter for at night20 for the wonderful Drew Tyler. Yes, hit me up. At ktdata for what, me, I guess. Or if you want to contact the show at kickcast. Um, we all check them all all yep. the time. Um, we also, you know, have Google Plus Plus dot Kickcast dot net for the six people that are over there. Hey, I love Google Plus. Um, <laughs> there, and if you want to watch us live, we always encourage you guys to watch us live because we do talk to you, and you do miss things that happen in the pre and post show. Most of the time, I don't put them in the bloopers. Sometimes, yeah, we, we do, but we you'll never good. know. Some some good content comes out of the pre and post. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. Um, so you can find that live.kickcast.net. Our next episode will be February 3rd, 2015. <laughs> wow, it's already the second month of the year. Yeah. Where Lots. did the time go? Lots. On there. Um, Drew, do you got anything else to pimp? No, I'd uh, be on the lookout. Well, I'll be launching one of my Kickstarters for a documentary about goats, sheeps, and steers pretty soon. So yeah. keep, keep an eye out for that. It's going to be fantastic. Everybody just go enroll at Weber State University and go take Drew's class. Come make, come make films with yeah, me. It'll be fun. <laughs> so we will see you guys in two weeks. Until then, guys. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye.